0: Chapter 3. Victoria's mouth fell open. What was Marie thinking? Marie tightened the bow. All eyes followed her, including Matt's, whose widened in disbelief. She drew her bow over the strings and played a series of double stops in a long, short, short pattern. A simple rhythm, one of the first Victoria had learned as a child, but it matched the style of the song. Marie had spent the past two summers at a fiddle camp in Texas. It must have paid off, Her jeans and t-shirt blended well with Matt's denim and flannel attire. The crowd began to clap along to the tune. Even Victoria's foot tapped to the beat. When the song ended, Matt's loud voice bellowed into the mic. "'Who knew our barista tonight was a fiddler? Let's give it up for—' He held up the mic to Marie. A shy smile spread across her face. "'Marie Pearson.' The audience cheered. Marie gave a slight nod, so modest— Everyone beamed, except Adrian, who crept off stage with an envious glance at Marie. Victoria took her last sip of tea and stood to congratulate the musicians. But when she turned around, she found herself nose-to-nose with Adrian, a furious expression on her face. Victoria stepped back. "'Why did you let Marie borrow your violin?' The vein in Adrian's forehead throbbed. This couldn't be good. Victoria shrugged. "'I didn't have much choice.' Marie grabbed it and left. What was I supposed to do? Take it back. Hands fisted at her sides. Victoria took a deep breath to control her temper. Why did her sister care what she did with her own instrument? Marie's a good player. I don't mind if she borrows it. Besides, it's not like it's a Stradivarius or anything. If only she could get a better instrument before graduate school. You wanted me to make a fool of myself. Marie totally showed me up with her fiddling in front of the new guy. Adrian stomped off. After she disappeared from view, Victoria released her breath. Adrian was probably still bitter about the time Victoria made her play the viola part from memory in front of the entire orchestra. What a disaster. Adrian had sat, frozen, unable to produce a note. In the end, the second chair violist took her place for the rest of the rehearsal. Marie approached, the violin cradled under her arm. Great job, Victoria patted her back. It was nothing. Marie bent down to return the violin to the safety of its case. Careful, as always. She paused, bow midair. Adrian's upset. The muscles in Victoria's jaw clenched. Don't worry about her. She's jealous. Marie tucked the bow into the case and turned to the latch to click it in place. I was trying to help her. I know. And you were wonderful. Quite the fiddler. A sigh escaped Marie's lips. Adrian threatened that she might not play at church with us Sunday. Wringing her hands, Victoria groaned. How could they perform a string quartet with only three people? In that case, I'd better go home and write the new hymn arrangement. Maybe Adrian will change her mind if I give her something interesting to play. I hope so, Marie returned to the counter. As Victoria drove home, sounds of Tchaikovsky and fiddle music fused together in her mind. What an odd juxtaposition, the classical masterpiece and the folksy ballad. The first expressed a depth of genius she could only hope to master one day, but the simplicity of the other struck a chord she couldn't ignore. On autopilot, Victoria turned onto her street where the double-story Pearson home rose into view A smile spread across her face at the sight of the jovial scarecrow standing sentinel over the white brick house. The windows were down in her red coop so she could enjoy the night breeze. As she pulled into the circle driveway, she breathed in the fragrant scent of roses. A festive fall wreath made of orange and gold leaves graced the door. How she loved this time of year! Her mother always decorated for the four seasons— but Victoria favored fall with its crunching leaves and vibrant colored foliage. She'd missed the comfort of home those first two years of college living in dingy dorm rooms. Junior year, most of the upperclassmen lived off campus anyway, so she'd moved back home to save money toward graduate school. Thank goodness she received a full ride for undergraduate with a music scholarship. Every penny counted if she wanted to live in New York next year. As the living room clock struck eleven, she snuck inside, best to keep quiet. She tiptoed up to the winding staircase to the second floor landing, where darkness reigned in three of the four bedrooms. A small ray of light shone under Victoria's bedroom door. She hadn't forgotten to turn it off before she left, had she? Only one person would be awake at this hour. The door creaked open. And Victoria spotted Louisa, her 14-year-old sister, snuggled up in the four-poster bed, book in hand. Her brunette hair hung long over her fleece nightgown. Victoria walked to the bed. Louisa, why are you awake? Louisa set her book down. Stella wanted to sleep, but I wasn't tired. A laugh escaped Victoria's lips. Stella's only 12, and she needs her sleep. So do you. Louisa's green eyes sparkled. I couldn't stop reading. Not in the middle of the story. The pillow-like comforter called to her, so Victoria flopped next to her sister. Understandable. How was the concert? Louisa wiggled her feet under the sea of shimmering crimson. The Tchaikovsky was amazing. Professor Chang's interpretation blew me away. She's a fabulous musician. "'But I don't understand how she can play a solo in front of all those people,' Louisa shuddered. "'I'm sure you'd get used to it over the years. New York-trained musicians develop a thick skin.' Louisa's face fell. "'You'll be just like Professor Chang when you go to New York.' Victoria reached out to stroke Louisa's long hair. The silky strands slid through her fingers like butter. "'I promise I won't forget about you. See?' Victoria pulled the chocolate box from her pocket. I remembered. As Louisa closed her eyes, she inhaled. It smells delicious, like mint. Your favorite. Who else went to Café Chocolat with you? She bit into the truffle. Adrian and Jerry? Victoria wished she'd bought an extra piece of chocolate for herself. Louisa looked up. Marie was working? Yes. We discussed what to play at church on Sunday. Adrian thinks I should write an arrangement for the hymn, otherwise it's too boring.'" Victoria folded her arms, still irritated at her sister's obstinacy. Louisa sat upright. "'Yes, you should. I love your arrangements. Remember when you used to make up songs for me when I was little?' Victoria couldn't resist a smile. "'Yes. What were they about? A frog? A lizard?' "'A little turtle.'" Louisa placed her hands on top of each other and wiggled her thumbs like the tiny reptile. "'How could I forget?' Victoria laughed. "'But you're the lyricist, not me.' Louisa pulled her knees to her chest, hugging the comforter like a security blanket. "'I don't know about that.' "'I'm afraid this hymn arrangement won't live up to your expectations,' Victoria lowered her eyes. "'I don't have much time. I wish Adrian weren't so difficult.' Now she's upset because Marie upstaged her in front of her latest crush. What? Victoria recounted the fiddling incident. Louisa finished her chocolate. I'm sure it'll blow over. Adrian's just... She paused in search of the right word. Artistic. Don't take it to heart. Annoyance surged through Victoria's veins again at the recollection. She's jealous. She didn't want her little sister to upstage her. Can you blame her? Louisa's eyes met hers. Victoria paused. She didn't like to be upstaged by her younger sisters either. But this was different, wasn't it? Besides, she's challenging you to write something new. Don't you want to be creative? Louisa's eyes bore into hers. She possessed a wisdom that far surpassed her years. Well, when you put it that way... Victoria pulled her in close. But you need sleep. Louisa snuggled into Victoria's arms. "'Can I stay with you tonight?' (laughs) "'Yes.' Victoria kissed the top of her head, grateful for the company. These moments wouldn't last forever. Could she bear to leave Louisa behind? Victoria had always been her babysitter when Mom played concerts or Dad got called back to the hospital for surgeries. If she left, Adrian would watch out for Stella and Marie could fend for herself. But what if Louisa needed her and Victoria wasn't there to help?'